following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 7th, 2021, season 17, episode number 36. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick and Dave here with me. We're going to talk some Cowboys football. We're going to zero in on the Giants' defense today versus the Cowboys' offense. We'll be joined by Bucky Brooks in the second segment, um, and we'll get you guys ready for the game, looking at it mainly from the Cowboys' offense point of view. Let's start first catching up with a quick update from Nick. Give me a 36. Yeah. A good 36. You got a 36? No. Come I, on. Vince Albritton is the only name that ever comes to mind when I think of 36. And okay. Do you know him? Nope. Don't know him. He played like safety. He was a big guy in the 80s. He okay. wasn't really the greatest. Big guy? That was bigger big or, or big bigger safety. Okay, they weren't good in the eighties, okay. but thirty six. I mean, I don't know, Dave. Is there a thirty six you can think of? Tony Pollard wore it for like three months. That's hmm. About all I got. Did he play in a game with that? No, he switched the minute they cut the roster down. That's a nice little nugget. But like when he his rookie year, I guess that wasn't Zeke's holdout year, right? Was no. it? When he was in uh, Hawaii and he was doing all. No, that? it was. Yeah, it was because that because uh, Jerry. Famously, was like Zeke who was he wearing thirty six in that? He game? wore thirty six until the regular oh, season started. All right, okay. I got a couple for you. There's a there's you a running back named Michael Black. Michael Black. You remember I actually him? remember him. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Tariq Smith. Sandejo. I remember the name. Andrew Sandejo. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Sandejo. Uh, Quincy yeah. Butler. Okay, cornerback. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Any other ones? <laughs> We're going deep here. Uh, going Michael deep. Hamlin. Michael Hamlin pick. for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with that. There wasn't right. a lot of 36. Not a lot of no, not, not a lot of good ones. You're not going to get Hall of Fame worthy at 36. No. All right, let's let's uh, let's catch up on some injuries. Uh, Zeke Elliott missed practice yesterday, or at least was partial practice yesterday. What, what was his, what was his status practice. yesterday? He didn't practice. What was his status, and, and where is he at this point? He's got a sore knee. Uh, he's a running back. He carries the ball a lot. I think he's fine. I know he's fine. It's, mm. Okay. Yeah, you know he's fine. I know he's fine. Yeah. He'll play. We do this every week. It, it just, you know, wear and tear, management. Some yeah. guys need the practice time and some guys don't. I think he'll be okay. He talked, uh, the media that's, brought him over. If he wasn't fine, they, they that's, would That's, again, like, there's always context clues for this. And if a guy talks to the media after missing practice, he's fine. Yes. Same thing, Randy Gregory was out of practice joking around, watching people work, you know, joking with members of the media, watching drills, and then he walked back inside. It's like, if you were worried about your availability, you'd be in the training room. Yeah. The, the whole practice. All right, Carlos Watkins, who has missed now, how many, days, how many weeks has he been? Oh, good question. He got hurt against uh, L.A. Or was I don't it think Tampa? Played, I don't think he played in L.A. I don't, I don't remember. For some reason, I think it was the first game when he got hurt. But yeah. I don't know. But he's been out quite a while. He's had some COVID issues too. Has he? Well, he he, he did for a while. He, was, uh, he got in. He yes, Dave. Yeah, Dave. He wasn't. He played in the L.A. game. He got hurt against the Chargers. Okay. Um, 
So he's on his <laughs> just small wins. Right? I just, well, just I feel like my memory is not as good as it used to be. So like any time that mm-hmm. any time it serves me correctly, I'm like, all right, still got it. I'm winning. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's working his way back. I think they're optimistic that he'll be available. So. Yeah. Was this week? A, was that a drop or was that? Yeah, like, that was a drop. Okay. Yeah. What do you know. think? Chris was over there just clapping. That was like, definitely Mario Brothers. Yeah, right. I just didn't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I think there's a lot going on in there. They they yeah. they're doing a lot of things. So I don't know. Maybe it was might be else. another might have been another show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We're so, not playing video games over here. Sorry, <laughs> that is a drop. Carlos was limited yesterday. Being limited on the first day of the practice week is usually a good sign. Yeah. Coming back from an injury, so feel good so, about so him. So maybe chances he plays this week. I would maybe. call it likely. Okay, okay good. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Donovan Wilson. The expectation is they're probably still out. Is yes, right? they're. St- I think they're still. I Donovan Wilson. I'm starting to think you probably don't see till after the bye week. Okay, which again, groin injury. Those are tough. So that makes sense. Uh, Dorrance, Stephen Jones said Monday he's probably he's further away. That's. Stephen Jones said Monday he was like we think Carlos will probably play this week. Dorrance is still a little ways away. So. Yeah, that the, checks out. The, you wonder though, did they not that they misevaluate, but you and, and their strategy could be completely different. But you know, you you could put these guys on IR if they were going to be out three weeks, and Donovan Wilson now has been, and Dorrance probably will be as well. So they could have done that. Yeah. I just don't know if that's something that that they want to do. These guys are going to be inactive anyways. You have to have guys inactive. So they've also got. Still can't believe we're saying this. They got bodies at safety, like they got yeah. They have a large number of guys who can step in, right? So that you know, maybe they just don't feel the need. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Lyle Collins. Yesterday, there was a report uh, that he supposedly is suing the NFL uh, with the purposes of trying to get—I um, don't know—is it, is it trying to get money back? Is it trying to get back on the field in, in less than the five games that he's well, been suspended? Those things are the same. Yeah. I mean, true, <laughs> true. Uh, Dave's Dave's all over this, so he's our legal. Is guy. he? No, <laughs> you listened to my radio cor- hit this morning. You did a good Let's job. Let's not go to our legal correspondent. John, yeah, will, we have that. I guess I I, I have we to need one. I have to apologize to him. Uh, I don't follow Daniel Wallach anymore because yeah. I don't need to. But yeah. I guess he's been weighing in on this and. It took me down memory lane to hear his name, just Real thinking quick. back to the Zeke saga. Daniel Wallach was the reporter that... He's right. a legal, he's a lawyer and legal reporter who was just oh. knee-deep in the Zeke situation. Yeah. And um, so, I remember all that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, yeah, he's obviously suspended five games. He's done 3-0 already. He's trying to get back for the final two. Um, I think the questions, you know, you could say, well, why and will he even play and all that. Everything in life, including this, comes down to money, and I think that's that's where this really is. It's not just about money this year; it's about money next year, which seems to be a theme of the week here. <laughs> um, but as far as uh, with with Lyell, this is my understanding of this: is that he he's got guarantees for next year that were voided because he was suspended. And now, if he's wrongly suspended, which he believes he is, then those not only should he get his money back for the games he's missed, but the the guarantees for next year should be back in place in his contract. That's my understanding. So even if the five yeah. games stayed, the point is well, they, they, there are there's still ram- I mean, I'm sorry. If he if if this wasn't finished being adjudicated until yeah. after the five games, it's not like it's a lost cause. I think for a lot of fans, they're like, well, by the we know how our legal system moves at right. at snail's pace. The likelihood of this getting done before these five games are up to small, but. 
what you're saying is there are bigger ramifications that maybe he can recoup some of that money, money and he can keep his contract intact for next that's year. That's what that's my understanding of it. I again, <laughs> I mean, thank you because you said I'm on top of it. I think you got a better understanding of it than I do. But. Obviously, you can't replay the game, and Terrence Steele's played right. fine. And and if he were, you know, if he's cleared tomorrow, I I don't think he plays. Um, you know, I I, th- I think they're fine with what they've got with Terrence Steele, but also, I mean, I don't know if, how in shape he's been. Uh, the good thing is, is that he has been in the building now the last two weeks. He has been here. He's been able to work out. He can go in meetings, so he should be somewhat in football shape, at least maybe to be a backup. I still, I don't think it'll happen this week, but who knows? Maybe it will. We've seen this song and dance before. Not only, which you're right, obviously the legal system moves at a snail's pace in most cases, but they found a way to keep making rulings every five to ten days with Zeke. So, yeah, true. Who knows? Yeah. It's something to keep an eye on. I don't think he'll be available against the Giants either way, but I don't blame him for trying to A, get his money back. B, get when, back on the field. C. When does LSU play this Saturday? What time? Uh, 6.30 p.m. Mm. Oh, just, It'll be something don't like that. Don't put that on me. Or it might be, it might be <laughs> like a noon or something no. like that. Yeah, it might be about noon on Saturday. No. It'll be it'll be some point where like, oh, well, yeah. Judges don't work on weekends, do they? Do what? Judges don't work on weekends, do they? <laughs> they shouldn't. Yeah, especially not during the LSU. Joe game. Judge works on Sunday. True. Does he? Sorry, I don't know. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. Yes, he'll be here Sunday. So let me ask you this question. Let's assume for a second this actually works out for Lyle and he is made available and they reverse this thing on Saturday. Um, do you think if you're the Cowboys, with what you've seen from Terrence Still, do you throw him right in, or do you say, "Hey, we've been practicing all week. We stick with Terrence Still." And Saturday? Maybe for next week. Uh, no, no, that's not. That's insane. No, you're not going to throw a guy who's been out for almost a month. On I mean, days. at this point, let's assume it's it's today. It's Thursday. Still do you, don't think so. Okay, especially good. with how well Terrence has been playing. I, I don't think he he comes in and starts. Is he? Could he be a swing tackle? At all or maybe. this week? This week. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Maybe, I mean, maybe it could be the swing tackle this week. In some in in some hypothetical, if he were cleared today, I think he'd be active on Sunday. Maybe not as a 50, 60, 70 snap starter, but mm-hmm. I think you get him in uniform. Gotta gotta clear a roster spot. You know, he's he's not on the mm-hmm. roster right now, so you gotta you gotta get a spot for him. But I think they do. They've done a nice job with their roster. Like they're not sitting at fifty three. They yeah. they. They've had a spot or two open, it seems like, for the last three or four weeks. So it's a different world we're in right now with, with how they, they manage the roster. I don't think that would be a big problem. But, I think um, they went through a couple, like with Anai and Neil on COVID, they went through at least a week or two where they had like 50 guys on the roster. Yeah, they don't. And it's, it's, it's just way different because you can elevate guys on game day from the practice squad. I mean, if you think about it, and I know it made a lot more sense last year with how intense the protocols were, but like, remember... In the old days, and by the old days, I mean two years ago. Right, way back. It used to be a weekly thing to be like, well, they, a defensive tackle got hurt on Sunday, so they're working like three guys out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't really been seeing that. No. A, because yeah, you, keep, you keep extra bodies on the practice squad, and that's why. Mm-hmm. And the protocols make it more difficult to get people in the building, so you just don't even bother with that. And you're like, yeah, we'll just we'll make those decisions on Sunday morning because we can. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen when, like, when Sean McEwen comes back. I mean, they've been kind of moving Jeremy Sprinkle up, down, up, down, finding ways. Elevate him. Oh, he's a COVID replacement. They've got ways to do it. 
But when McEwen comes back, they probably aren't going to do that with him, mm-hmm. just keep putting him on the practice squad and all that. So they are going to have to figure out a spot there, keep three tight ends all the time when he comes back. I mean, this high ankle sprain now, I mean, <laughs> it was the Cardinals game in preseason. Yeah. And then, I mean, I know high ankle sprain, but dang. But you know, that's the thing. The high ankle sprain, like, it can go. Like, you've seen this happen before. A guy gets a high ankle sprain, he's out a pretty a significant amount of time it's, for that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably, it's about, it's almost as equivalent as breaking a bone. I mean, really? in some way, I've heard, I've heard the trainers say in some ways it's better if they do break the bone because it bones heal, recover, or go. Some of these tendons, like that strain, like that, it, you never know. Mm. Wow. The uh, one I sorry, the one I think about all the time is I look. Uh, Randy, Randy did a high ankle in the season opener of his first year, and he wasn't really back until. After Halloween, Week really? Yeah. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that's a long time. All right. Speaking of managing the roster, Cowboys uh, obviously cut Jalen Smith back on Tuesday. Today, we hear news that he has signed with the Green Bay Packers. You guys at all surprised that it happened so quickly that another team picked him up, or is this kind of what you expected when he got cut that he get picked up pretty quick? I mean, I, I would expect him, you know, to, to get picked up. Um, he's in football shape. He's ready to go and. You know, teams need help. I don't really know their situation. They lose guys, or I, I know they're banged up, but I, I'm not. They're three, four to... defense. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, that, that's kind of what you said yesterday. You thought he should be good inside, just play on rundowns on as an inside backer. You know, I, I remembered you saying that, and I was talking to somebody else yesterday, and I was like, you know, at first I agreed with your thought, and then I was like. That means he's going to have to get off guards, and that's the one thing I don't think he does very well is get off blocks. What? Is he a better four three? What does he do well? <laughs> and like I mean, that's I don't want to be mean. I'm, I don't want to be mean either. But he got he's they cut a, they took an eight million dollar loss because they didn't want him on the team anymore. Yeah. I and that's I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm I'm fascinated to see how this goes. Yeah. Like because I if I were to, I'd look at the tape of Jalen and be like, all right, we got to have a very specific plan of what we're going to do with this guy. Yeah. And they may. And what they may, and I don't know, I don't know what would be. No, I do know the answer. I mean, if Green Bay gets him playing great, it's going to be an amazing story and also embarrassing for the Cowboys. Like if they get him playing like a stud, that'll be rough, uh, rough times here. Um, or on the flip side of that, like it's easy for me to imagine them quietly letting him go in three or four weeks because they're like, you know, oof. You know what this is? I. I, I Go with me on this one, okay? okay? I could be wrong. But to breaking down, like, everyone's like, why? Why now and all this? I'm going to try to put this in our terms and like on our level for money and all that. You buy one of those subscriptions uh, on like, uh, you know, oh, new streaming device, $9.99 a month or whatever. Like, oh, I, I want to watch this. It's like Paramount Plus or whatever it is. And you get it and you watch it and you're like, this kind of sucks. And you're like... Uh, I already paid for it for the month, but like this sucks. Like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and cancel this because if I don't cancel this now, then it's gonna hit me the next month, the next <laughs> month, and it could go up and all that. So, yeah, I already paid for it, but I'm just canceling because I don't like it, and I don't pay me any more billing for it because I could forget and all that. That's what I kind of think in our term. What do you think? My analogy, oh, analogy I, sometimes. I like that. I think maybe flat. Todd was just sitting upstairs like, man, we might forget to cut him next <laughs> no, year. You know we what? might forget to cut you him know next what I'm year. Saying. So. You paid for it, but let's just get it off. 
off yeah. the books. I get you. And all I that. get you. That so. makes sense. That's actually a pretty decent yes. analogy. Pretty decent analogy. I'm 50-50 on those sometimes. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay. that, one, that one I can ride with. Okay. Right. We're going to take our, fir- our first break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We will talk about the Giants' defense versus the Cowboys' offense. And we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. All right, get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com United for details to join today. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's time to talk a little Giants versus Cowboys. Today we're focusing on the Giants defense versus the Cowboys offense. we got Bucky Brooks of NFL Network joining us. And Bucky, let's start with I don't know that this is a team that that fans Cowboys fans have really watched a lot because they are one of the bottom teams from the standpoint of records. So just give us a kind of a general overview of what this defense does best and what they do. What's the worst thing that they do? Uh, Patrick Graham does a really good job of mixing things up. It's a very complex defense, uh, really hard to learn. And so what they've done is they've got a collection of really smart, tough high-motor football players that play well together. This is a, a a team defense, not one that is loaded with stars. But when they're all connected and playing well, they are very challenging to, to, to deal with. Leonard Williams kind of stars them at the line of scrimmage. They do a good job of kind of getting after the run and putting you in bad situations and then trying to get after it. But Leonard Williams is the guy that kind of makes it go at the point of attack. They lost the guy who was the main tackler. That was Blake Martinez. He tore his ACL. So right now they're kind of 
struggling trying to figure out how to make it how to make it work. I would say the areas where they're vulnerable and where they can be attacked. Um, I think their secondary has nice athletes. I don't know if those guys are great cover players. Um, James Bradbury is not playing to the same level that he played at last year, but he's a really good player. Or Dory Jackson has always been up and down throughout his career. And so those guys are vulnerable on the outside. But on any given Sunday, they have played well. They played pretty well last week against the Saints. Uh, Bucky, obviously the news here is Jalen Smith signing with the Packers. Would he have been a good fit for the Giants? I mean, we kind of mentioned it the other day. And did you, do you like his fit uh, with, with the Packers? Look, man, I, I think what happens is um, a lot of times when you're around the Cowboys, you're a little too close to the flame. And so all of the bad plays that um, Jalen Smith made over his five or six years there, they kind of hang in the balance. And so you can't appreciate maybe some of the good that he does. What happens is people will go back to the reports on who he was when he was coming out of Notre Dame. And even though the injuries and those things, they want to kick the tires because for a guy who was at one point rated a top five player in the draft, you just kind of want to see what is left. For the Green Bay Packers, uh, a team that has traditionally done that, going back to Ron Wolf in those days, it's standard protocol. Bring him in, see what he has. Does he have something? If he has anything, what can we do to best utilize his skill set? He is going to a spot that should allow him to play to his best. He'll play inside. He'll play on rundowns. Joe Barry um, also has a relationship with Robbie and Ellis. So, like, they, 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 there's some intel that has been shared. So they're trying to figure out a best way to use him. I don't know. I don't expect him to be a Pro Bowl player in Green Bay, but I certainly expect him to be a solid player for them in their defense. So, uh, please, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but just go mainly going off reputation and what I know of them from previously, this looks like the best collection of talent in the secondary that the Cowboys have played so far this year. Mm-hmm. Talk about James Bradbury. They added to Dory Jackson, Ryan, Jabril Peppers, Xavier McKinney. I mean, how is that accurate? And, and specifically, how is Jackson kind of fitting in with what they do in the secondary? I mean, they're really talented. I mean, you, you routed off a bunch of guys that are first and second round picks that are in the back end, really smart, really tough. Um, when they play well together, connect, you don't see a lot of blown coverages. And so they understand what it is that they want to do. When I look at them, though, I think from a playing perspective, James Bradbury is the number one player in that secondary. He's the best player that they have. He is one that has been uh, viewed as a look a, a, a Pro Bowl. He's played at a Pro Bowl caliber level. He's done some really good things for them. Dory Jackson is the one that is vulnerable. I would say he's better athlete and football player. A tremendous amount of talent, but he's never necessarily put it together the way that you would think it would come together. And Xavier McKinney is a good player coming out of Alabama. He had been hurt, gets back in the lineup. And Jabiro Peppers um, is a guy that they kind of move around and do a bunch of things. So some weeks he plays a lot, other weeks he's not up. Uh, Another guy that's probably better athlete than defender, but when those guys are played in the right game plan, they can create problems. And Logan Ryan is kind of the glue that keeps it all together. So a lot of good players. I don't know if they have any great players, but playing team defense, they sometimes they can look better than, than they appear individually. Going on uh, with that thought a little bit, um, they gave up, the Giants defense gave up 400 yards uh, in three, uh, 400 yard plus in three of the four games they've played so so far. Uh, they also allowed 165 yards rushing on two of the four games. Um, is this a game like we've seen the last couple of weeks where Dallas, you think, focuses on at least early uh, running the ball, establishing the run, and really pushing them around? Because it looks like they have been vulnerable at times uh, to, to other teams' running games. 
Yeah, now this is this is really uh, dealer's choice if you're Kellen Moore. Mm. Do you want to gut him with the ground game, or do you want to kind of jump out on him and throw it all over the yard? Sometimes the last two weeks has been all about the ground game, so you know in the Giants' meeting room has been, yeah. hey, we got to stop the run. We can't let Zeke and Tony Pollard get going. Well, maybe they flip the script and they come out throwing, try and jump up, put a 14 spot on them, so then they can play comfortably and also put an offense that has struggled, the Giants' offense, put them behind the eight ball, and then you dictate the term. So, I mean, when I talk about it being Dillard's choice, Kellen Moore is sitting at the table trying to figure out how do I want to play this, how do we want to go about it. But I think this could be a time where we see them come out and throw it all over the yard early to set the tone, see if they can jump out to a two-score lead. Then you begin to see Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard do that, throw it early, and then run it out late. Bucky, in, in your uh, five bucks article this week, you you know Dak obviously is a three letter word. You put another three letters next to his name uh, as a as a contender for MVP. Mm. It's early, but you said he's got to be in the in the comp, uh, you know in the conversation now. Why why do you say that? Well, I mean, I think I think if you take the stat sheet off of it, you look, he's he's third in touchdown passes. Um, they are playing at a crazy level. I think he's second in completion percentage. The team is absolutely rolling. They're averaging over 30 points a game. Um, there's a lot of intrigue and attention that is going on this team. And then when you begin to look at how they fit in the NFC and how they could play and run over the NFC East, you're talking about a team that could have, I mean, high double-digit wins and sitting pretty with a one or two seed if they continue to play the way that they're playing. He's going to be in the conversation. And I think the appreciation for Dak now it's finally to the level that people that have really been in his corner mm-hmm. are saying, like, we tried to tell you this for the last couple of years. The guy's a really good player. But now I think people have a greater appreciation for the management skills, the playmaking when necessary, and just the total package that he presents. Because this is the best football that he's played in his career. And if you go back to the beginning of 2020, he has played at a really high level. He just didn't have the wins to justify some of the verbal bouquets that you want to throw at his feet for playing so well. I'm going to clip that out and post it on social media, Bucky. Yeah, just the whole thing, really. (laughs) Just music to my ears. (laughs) That's good stuff. Um, (laughs) Buck, obviously, uh, those of us, us draft nerds, we know Aziz Ojolari, great player coming out of Georgia. He and I, what I was originally going to ask you before I looked at what they were doing is like, it doesn't seem like the Giants really have an edge. That worries you, but I do see that he's leading the team in sacks with three already. Very impressive. But what do those sacks look like? I mean, are, is he cleaning up what other people are doing, or is he already a badass? No, I mean, I think he's the same player that he was at, at Georgia. Like, he's a high motor, very athletic and explosive athlete coming off the edge. They've done some things that allow him to get free off the edge. Some of those are easy gimmies, some of those he's just outworking and, and blowing past people. Uh, he, he was a problem. He was a problem at Georgia. And if you, you get him in his wheelhouse where he can just kind of rear back and uh, come off the edge like as a track meet, it's going to be a problem. I think the one thing that you have to do when you're the Cowboy, you just got to be mindful of where he is. And then Tyron Smith, very early, he has to put his paws in his chest and kind of slow him down. I think that's the equalizer. You got to hit him with a couple body blows to slow him down. But if you let him run around, he's very similar to me to Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Brian Burns had walked into a few sacks early. Brian Burns is an athlete that, man, if you're, if you're not on it, he'll jump the snap and he'll beat you around the corner. And so playing the Panthers a week earlier 
should set the table so they understand exactly what they're dealing with at the edge because I think they're they're very similar players in terms of using their speed and quickness to get sacks. You talked about uh, Blake Martinez a little earlier and the fact that he was out. Um, what what did he, what does he provide? What is his game like? Is he a guy that they use in pass coverage? Is they do they use him to blitz some? And who is going to take over that role? And how how much of a delta is it between Blake Martinez and and that next guy that's up? You know they've been doing it by committee, like in terms of backing him up. Guys have been kind of rolling in and out. The thing about Blake Martinez that's so good, uh, he's a high IQ tackling machine. Sets the lineup. He's a traffic cop. Communicates the signals. Gets everybody on the right page. But then from tackle to tackle, anything and everything, he's eating up. And so the way the Giants have, when you really look at their front, they're not really playing with defensive ends. They're almost playing with three defensive tackles, and you could say almost three nose tackles, right? They're really big up front. Uh, Leonard Williams is the lightest one at 291 pounds. So they're big. They command double teams. They allow their guys to run and chase and scrape and do all those other things. And so um, it's a situation where they can do it. Where they get hurt is I don't think they have enough star power at the second level. Uh, Championship defenses, you need to have at least one, maybe two second-level defenders that can make plays, and that's where they're missing. They're missing playmaking at the second level. Mm, Got it. All right, so real quick, before we let you go, we need to know a prediction. What do you think is going to happen Sunday at 325? All right, it's another maturity game. We kind of talked about this. Um, last week. This is one, can the Cowboys, now that everyone is celebrating them, can they take care of business? Uh, They're a better team. Uh, These games are always kind of tight, but this is one I expect the Cowboys to knock them out of the box. If they are what they want to be, meaning a real contender, they need to be able to take care of business and sew this one up because the Giants don't have a lot of weapons to threaten them. So this is one they need to go in and take care of business right from the gate. If, If they're mature enough, we'll see them jump on them early. And this should be one where it's kind of easy watching on Sunday. All right. We appreciate you uh, giving us your insight. Bucky, we'll have you back next week. Uh, get ready for uh, for the game against the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, so we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got some questions for these guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about this Dallas offense and the matchup with the New York Giant defense. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Energize your next event with an appearance by the world-famous Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Ignite your audience and create personalized moments for all. To book America's Sweethearts for your next event, visit DallasCowboysCheerleaders.com slash appearances. What was that? I just oh. was reading it. It's the first okay. time I've read this one. All right, good. Good. Welcome would, back. Yeah, it would be a that'd be an awesome event right there. Yeah. Having like a party and all of a sudden the cheerleaders come by. Your what? son's next birthday party? What do yeah. you think? That Maybe. might be kind of cool. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well much? Maybe. All right. Uh, welcome back to the final segment of Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we got a little bit of time here left, so let's talk a little bit about this Dallas offense. I'm going to ha- ask you guys this question, and this is kind of a – it's more of a – like a there is no wrong answer here. I just want to get your opinions. If Let's assume for a second that you were defensive coordinator for an upcoming opponent. Let's say defensive coordinator for Dallas – I mean for, for New York. Um, which would you prefer? Would you prefer – Dak throws for 50-plus times against you, but you limit the rushing attack. Or you drop more into coverage or blitz to limit Dak with the possibility of getting gashed in the run. Which way would you go if you were a defensive coordinator facing the Cowboys? I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm Mr. Analytics and pass, pass, pass. That's the way to win. But if you're telling me that those are my two options, I think more passing attempts gives you more opportunity to make plays on the ball more chances for cd lamb dropping a ball over the middle and having it turn into a pick dak making a bad read not that i think that he would but it's more you know the more throws the more the balls in the air the more variance there is i guess whereas i mean if you just if you can't stop the run good luck at any level of football really um so i guess i mean it's kind of hypocritical on my part because of how much i stress the passing game but i would rather take my chances making a play against a guy throwing 50 times than just being like what happened to the Panthers last week like this guy's getting eight yards per carry and there's just nothing we can do yeah I I agree I I think that teams are still you know you have to stop the run it doesn't mean that Zeke is you know now the still the number one weapon and Dak and all that you know because we his rookie year their rookie years we were like is it Dak or is it Zeke or is it you know and I think it was Probably Zeke more than anything. That's not for sure, yeah. But you know, and, and it's and it's shifted, but still the the run game because the run game makes Dak more dangerous, makes any quarterback more dangerous. If you can't stop the run, then the play action just opens up for everything. And so, I, I think it's still the run, but I think the Dak and and the way he's utilizing the tight ends, and I just can't stress this enough because it's so important. And not every team's had it here. Not every team's ha- has it in the league. It's just. Right now, we don't see any issues with these guys about about not getting the ball. We don't see it out of Cooper. We don't see it out of CD. We don't see it out of Zeke and Pollard. We don't see it anywhere. And Isn't I just, that a function of winning, though, too? Like, yes. If they yes. ever start losing now, it becomes more of a challenge to keep everybody on the same page? I think so, because the media will definitely – and it's happening now. I mean, I, I did a show 
last week. It's like, what's wrong with CD? Well, we had we actually had a uh, question that came through on Twitter from your dad, your dad Alvarado Alvarez. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, he's he's definitely my dad is definitely watching and critiquing and wants to know what number I'm going to pick for the number 36 (laughs) this week and all. Tell him to feel free to chime in if he has some some players he he wants to drop. He brings it back a little bit further though, you know. But he was asking the same question. He was saying, when does CD get more involved? I mean, obviously he's an explosive player. He's a guy that that you don't really want to waste his talent. But as you said, like right now, the way the offense is, it's kind of multiple, and they can do a lot of different things. Are you guys at all wondering, like, is there a point when they're really going to have to try to get him more involved? Or you just keep doing what you're doing. Don't. Why is his talent being wasted? Sort. Defenses have to account for it. Yeah. You don't. I mean, they focus on taking that away. They know what he when, can do. When it's they, on tape. When they stop letting Dalton Schultz have walk-in touchdowns. When when they're finally going to say, you know what, we got to watch these these guys because yeah. these guys are going to catch it. When that starts to be a problem, you know, I mean, it happened back way back, like 2006, 7, 8, when, when uh, T.O. played. It seemed like it was first half was one of them, and the other half was Witten. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like Witten, 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 and they're like, okay, we got to stop this guy, you know, and then T.O. goes for 60 yards or yeah. vice versa. It, when you have weapons like that, and they have Cooper, they have the running game, they have all that. But right now they are aggressively taking what they give them, and what they're giving them is the tight ends. When that stops – and then it just has to be these man-to-man, then CD's going to win a lot more. Which also, m- miss me, what what's CD do? Okay, he had the, I mean, he dropped the ball over the middle that led to a pick against Tampa. It's really the only true miscue I can think of from him. He would, he did not factor largely against Carolina. Right. Before that, 3 for 66, 8 for 81, 7 for 104, and a touchdown. What are we talking about? Yeah, he had yeah, 8 like, for 81. Honestly, all he led the team against L.A. Yeah. 8 for 81. Can't think of a Honestly, all we're I talking about is last which week. Which is good. That's good. In a, game, in a game where Dak didn't throw a touchdown. Like, he fueled yeah. the passing game more than anybody in that game. Yeah. You can't. The, the Panthers game, they ran for 245 yards. That's it. If you're upset about cd's role to this point you're just a fantasy owner and i don't right. care about That's your exactly opinion i don't care exactly. and that, i like we we talked him up and I, all through training camp and i don't feel bad about that yeah. like through a month he's been pretty damn good it doesn't he's not taking over the league I, you know i my eyes popped out of my head today when i saw that debo samuel has 500 yards already through four weeks yeah. of the season but yeah, he's gotten me a few times the niners don't have as many weapons as the cowboys do yep. uh i just i don't care if you're mad about it you're i just assume you're a fantasy owner and i'm sorry but i think i've said for years at this point you shouldn't be leaning on the cowboys in fantasy football at all if you're smart they just they're too diverse well it just depends on who you're, you're like Dak is a great pick. Dak, Dak okay. be fine. Zeke is a pretty good pick, but yeah, you're right. Zeke looks the like receivers. a pretty good pick right now, but people were pissed at him after week one and two. I mean, they're well, gonna... his numbers are pretty good most of those weeks. I mean, he had pretty good numbers most so of those weeks. So first game, week he one, was, he was... Yeah. But one, ever since nothing. then, like, even, even Yahoo probably he took him great. off the can't cut list after the first week. No. It was like... <laughs> no. They still do that? They can't, you can't cut these guys? There's not much in the way of sure things with this offense sure, and, right. and that's that a good that's a good thing yeah. it's a great thing aggressively take what they give you i just is I, it a good thing dave it's amazing <laughs> he's I, got some energy today man which is ironic no, he actually has some anger is what he I has. actually like, was Who made you mad before this maybe show? i'm i was gonna say like i was worried my energy was low because my back is killing me so oh. i'm like trying to i'm trying to fight through it so i'm glad it's i'm glad nobody noticed i got but some medicine quit bench See pressing by yourself I'll, I'll yeah, get a spotter and Next time, Good and point. Where's back? I don't know. Whatever. You're not. You're not. About? You're not wrong. Benching. 
but just run the show, Derek. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I got one more Lead. question for you guys before we end up. Uh, Gio Molina, he asked, the Giants are another team with big and good defensive tackles. Is this another game where Pollard shines on the edges? Ooh, I love that question mm-hmm. uh, because probably if you're just looking – down their roster at like the you know who's who are the badasses Leonard Williams for sure Dexter Lawrence for sure those are guys they're probably more likely to be inside the tackle box uh, the thing that gives me pause is especially now that Martinez is hurt I'm not afraid of any of their linebackers so if the line can handle the front I think you li- on the outside yeah. well well not only that but I think I I like them in the second level as well oh, like okay. if the line can block up the front I like Zeke or Pollard against these linebackers so uh, but I love what you're saying and again Aziz Ojolari is a he's a tweener he's a speed guy mm-hmm. I think yeah you can bully him on the outside in the run game I think you do have to worry about him in the pass game um same thing really with uh Lorenzo Carter same type of deal kind of not you know tweener guy uh so yeah I think um take that take that to the coaches uh sorry what was his name <laughs> Gio Molina. Gio, take yeah, we'll take that to the coaches. Good suggestion. <laughs> All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to uh, give you guys a good, uh, good roundup of everything uh, that we need to talk about regarding Cowboys versus the Giants, which will be happening Sunday at three twenty-five at AT and T Stadium. Till then, for Nick Eatman and Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!